0: Jacob Burroughs here. We're about to take our mid-season hiatus, so this will be the last blank meets blank for a bit. While we're away, please slang us a review on Apple Podcasts, tweet about the show, tell a friend, etc. I also wanted to mention that we're launching a new podcast shortly called Real History. That's real with two Es. And in it, I sit down with two history buffs to talk about historical movies and TV, and we check how bad did they mess it up? What was life actually like during that time period? You can soon find Real History at ShowsWhatYouKnow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for Real History with two E's, like a film reel. For now, here's the fifth episode of Blank Meets Blank, where again, we start with nothing, draw two random prompts, and brainstorm a new TV show out of thin air. Welcome to Blank Meets Blank, where ideas are easy and writing is cheap. But you know what's even cheaper? Animation! Oh, it's so cheap, time efficient, and just a joy for everyone involved. That's why those animated shows come out so quickly and no wait in between. Just like our show is poised right now, Chime Attack Adventure of course, to be such a smash hit with no issues at all. Am I right, Jim?
1: I got some bad news about our current smash hit or almost woulda, coulda, shoulda uh, Chime Attack Adventure. A couple issues happened uh, on the animation path. Our workers went on strike, uh, and there's some sort of controversy on social media about exploiting people in other countries and not paying them enough. There's also something going on. I mean, they made part of the pilot and I'm seeing all these complaints about localization already, and I don't even know what that means.
0: They had a strike. I thought they weren't allowed to do that in Asia. I thought that was the whole point, Jim, of putting it, uh, of having them animate and localize Okay, fine, fine. It's down the drain. It's gone already. Chime Attack Adventure, go. Get out of here. Uh, we'll just have to resurrect this old, uh, you know, beat this old horse of a show again to death uh, by creating a new show. Now, that's what we do on this show. We we draw two random things from hats, and then we make up a television show because, you know what? It's easy. Um. So, yeah, we, we draw something from the Hollywood hat. That's your purview, Jim Scampoli. Do you want to get started? That's me. Yeah.
1: I will. I mean, I just do want to say that. I mean, it feels like we're getting... You know, uh, we're hitting roadblocks at every turn with these shows. But as Jacob said, it's, you know, I guess it's good practice because we just make another hit show uh, at the top of a hat, if you will. But yes, yeah, so let me go ahead and pull something here. Yeah, or the drop uh, even. Yeah. yeah, the drop of a hat, top of a hat. Oh, my. <laughs> I hope I get a good one. Me too. Really? I uh, I get a good one that sticks. This is a very right, I got one. Yep. Ooh. Now, do I say it already? Yes. <laughs> All right, now now this is going to be a little tough, I feel. Okay. Because, or actually, this is actually perfect, maybe, because I chose Aladdin.
0: Ooh, Aladdin! Now we're talking. Okay, okay. Now I'm worried. I'm not. I, I mean, that's a great basis, but as you know, we got to combine it with something from the Crazy Hats, yes. and I have something. Let's see. Oh, shit. <laughs> it is Ragnarok, the winter of worlds, the uh, <laughs> the end of the world in Norse mythology. Oh. Ragnarok, you might call it, but it has nothing to do yes. with any Hollywood films that have come out of late. This is, of course, referring to the actual end of the world as predicted uh, in Norse mythology. I-, I think this is a fairly good setup to get started with.
1: I think so. But, the, I mean, what I was th- uh, alluding to is that we do have an Aladdin film coming out this year, yeah. Uh, so a live-action Aladdin film. Now, I mean, I guess that depends on how... We're usually not too reliant on the actual source, unless we do want to make this a spinoff if we're trying to pitch this as a spinoff to the upcoming film. Uh, maybe I'm just in my Crunchyroll mind right now, matter. thinking "save by the Bell, but I think I might be thinking too literally. Uh, well, what are we going to pull from
0: Aladdin? Well, what what I was thinking, first thought is it's kind of a nice blend because Aladdin is, you know, it's a thousand and one nights, but it's turned into a Disney movie. So Ragnarok is another old mythological type story, but in a different setting. And so maybe we take the format of Aladdin. And the 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 kind of feel of I'm thinking of Disney's Lad in the animated one. Uh but yes, you know Yeah. Let's start there. Come on, let's be honest with everyone. Um yeah, so never thinking of yeah, we're all thinking of that. So we we have that. with we'll, the one with w- Will Smith, of course. So um, we have that as a basis, and then instead of plugging in A Thousand and One Nights, which is that what it's called? I think so. Um, instead of plugging that in, we plug in Norse mythology and Ragnarok, and I I always enjoy pulling from that because I get to go. Eh, Thor's not an alien, me, and like I get to complain a lot about everything that Hollywood has done with my heritage. I'm from Sweden, everyone.
1: Well, because I'm I'm also thinking like i haven't watched aladdin in like 20 years so i'm trying to like i know like ain't never met a friend like me or ain't never had a friend like me you know that i know a whole new world a new fantastic joyous place Mm -hmm. no one to tell us no or where to go uh so
0: yeah will it be a musical jacob (laughs) i think it's i mean my opinion is disney style animated uh musical yes i mean i musical adventure let's say and, but we do it with Ragnarok, which is a really bloody sort of end of the world type story. So, uh, I think that has some potential. I don't know if it shifts. Maybe it starts out as a Disney suite animated thing. But if you look at the source material of Ragnarok, it is a violent end to everything everything dies everyone murders each other so i don't know if it goes dark in the middle of the story like uh hot fuzz style it just devolves into violence for the rest of the the (laughs) film or something uh or we just you know play it straight and and take a lot of liberties to make it more disney which is what i felt they did with aladdin
1: i'm gonna have to rely on you uh about ragnarok but it's ragnarok but yes (laughs) yeah, <laughs> uh, as you said <laughs> <laughs> exactly you got it nailed it uh, first then alright what are we going to pull from Aladdin we're pulling the musical now is it going to be animated are we going back to the well of animation
0: mm, I kind of want that but we did just do an animated one and apparently they have unions now mm. uh, so I don't know what do you think I guess we'll leave that up in the air for now um, Yeah. alright so are we going to have a genie I mean, we're going to have uh, an, a, maybe a, a similar... Like, Loki's a shapeshifter. Okay. Uh, the genie's a shapeshifter. That's the type, the type of thing I'm thinking of. Like, we're not going to follow the plot. Like, usually we take from the Hollywood hat the plot, and then we add some flavor from the crazy yeah. hat. I feel that what we're doing is taking the style and, and flavor from Aladdin and putting it into the plot of Ragnarok, which we can broaden out to say, you know, Norse mythology in general. It doesn't, you know, Ragnarok can just be the end of it, which is essentially, like, the short version is everyone just kills each other. Like, our characters would be Norse mythological figures, most likely, I'd say.
1: When you make the promise, when when you go into a room and say, this is Aladdin meets Ragnarok, uh... I feel like someone in their head, when you say Aladdin meets something, they're thinking, all right, at least three wishes are involved. So do we at least have the wishes?
0: Pretty sure there's something about wishes in Norse mythology. It's pretty wild okay. and, and all over the place. We may need to pull up some specific type uh, Norse mythology tales leading up to like, another, to to sort of pull it all together. Uh, I'm pretty sure, like, there's magic rings. Like, it, Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones both pull heavily from... Norse mythology, uh, you know, fire and ice and, and ice monsters, giant ice, uh, uh, yep, yeah, giant, ice giants and fire giants and, and all of these things pull a lot from Norse mythology. So we do have monsters, obviously, much like in Aladdin, they've got monsters and magic. We have all of that at our fingertips. Now, maybe you're right. Maybe we want to pull more from the plot of Aladdin as well uh, to kind of make sense of it because Norse mythology is such a mess.
1: If we're working with wishes, I mean, we'll have to settle on the amount or the limitations of the wishes. I don't know, unless, unless it is like a wish in episode, but then again, that would really solve the end of the world real quick, I feel. But then also, I'm leaning towards something with at least the first wish is, a, it, is some sort
0: of catalyst to bring us to Ragnarok. My thinking was okay. We're like starting out in you know the age of Norse mythology, but maybe that's not what we want to do. Maybe we we want modern day characters at the start. Is that what you're thinking?
1: That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's definitely. I mean, it's modern day characters. Just in, like a it's either modern day or future <laughs> okay. uh, characters. But then a wish can set us down a path, and then we can go wherever we want. Then we can go to Norse mythology days, or or uh ancient Arabia or wherever the hell we're going. Mm. Well, yes. But I feel like you if you want to pull people into your TV show, I feel like the modern day setting is the first thing to get them on board. If you're just throwing uh a Norse mythology, you know, dense show at the at the the, the, the lame stream, I don't yeah. feel like they're they're picking up that bait. I don't feel like they are getting that bait yet. You need like it needs to be like a YouTuber that stumbles into that goes on a geocache search <laughs> <and> finds <laughs> finds a genie
0: <laughs> and ends up in uh ends up in uh Norse mythology somehow if if we do have modern day characters it feels like they might be you know gods reincarnated or something like that that's what hmm. people like that sort of thing like they're the new version of odin or whatever so they're actually like yeah high school students, but turns out... Because a lot of these stories will have like people be children of gods, Percy Jackson, etc., uh, which we don't necessarily want to do because it's been done a lot. Um, what if we do it more like they're the, the new versions of these gods and they have to go well, back in time or something?
1: I feel like... Okay, all right, hold on. I feel like we're putting the card before the horse here. So let's yeah, just make yeah, a, quick, a, a few quick things here from first Aladdin. So we got potentially musical... Something oh, yeah, with yeah. wishes.
0: <laughs> yeah. um, animated? We'll see. I think it's generally a- adapting mythological stories is what I was thinking, which, you know, is what it is, essentially.
1: Well, but, well, all right, but I just want to separate them here. So,
0: yeah. I but think that's Aladdin looking. as well. Like, that's both of them.
1: Well, I'm just saying specifically, let's, we're just looking at Aladdin first.
0: I know, but that is an adaptation of a mythological story is what I'm saying. It's based on 1001... Knights or whatever, which is a very old story. Thousand One Nights, right? Isn't it?
1: Yeah, I guess. I have no idea. I just know Aladdin, Disney.
0: It's a collection of Middle Eastern folk tales compiled in Arabia during the Islamic Golden Age.
1: Here's the issue with that: we're not going into the pitch room saying like this is One Thousand and One Nights meets you know <laughs> North of mis- mis- Mythology. We're specifically taught when we're saying Aladdin that's aladdin that's disney's aladdin
0: yeah i th- I think we're on the same side i think we're just arguing semantics really because i i do agree with everything okay. you're saying so now now tell me what we're pulling from ragnarok we got end of all things just so i'm not talking out of my ass let me pull it up here so i can give yeah. you some basics of it the fire giant cert will set Asgard aflame uh the rainbow bridge will be set aflame as well the the fenris wolf uh, or Fenrir wolf will break free from his chains to spread death and destruction the sun and the moon will be swallowed by the wolves Skull and Haughty, and the uh, world tree itself Yggdrasil will shake as far as the characters involved Odin will die uh, he and the Fenrir wolf will fight each other to the death Loki will turn on the Aesir and fight Heimdall and they will kill each other will fight, you know, uh, another dog. They all fight wolves and and monsters here. So Thor fights the Midgard serpent and kills it, uh, but he dies as well. Frey will be killed by the fire giant. So, you know, all of these heroes and characters, they basically all kill each other. There's some warning signs. So the first one would be, there will be three years of uninterrupted winter before Lagnarok strikes. So that's how you know that shit's about to go down. And, uh, yeah, that, that's some of the basics of it. And so this battle happens like
1: in space or whatever, or whatever, you know, the, the, the Norse mythology of where the gods are, but the, the, the results of the battle is that it destroys life on earth, correct?
0: Yes. Although there is a rebirth, um, let's see, there's, there's basically a man and a woman who survive and, and civilization will rebuild from there is the sort of idea but yeah, it's it's not really in space, but it's like they believe the world to be one giant tree with nine different interconnected worlds uh, and yeah, living side like existing side by side with each other that you could travel between when you die and, and all these things. So so all of that comes crashing down as far as I understand it.
1: I think the basis here is that if someone becomes upon a magical object and they're able to make a wish they're going to actually do the wish that people that's more in line with what someone would actually wish for. So you're going to wish to become a god. Hmm. But see, but then the old like whenever you make a wish, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Yes, you become a god, but then you're caught up in this. This is a battle of gods. But I also kind of like your other idea too. We could maybe somehow blend that as well, where whether it be modern day or more of a small scale version of the gods, where it's like Mm -hmm. we have these stories, but we're playing them out in a different way. Yeah. Uh, Whether it be because it's about, like, you know, the battle between nurses and doctors and (laughs) how it affects (laughs) (laughs) the, the quote, human people that are there for help. Uh, but you know what I yeah. mean like, yeah, Whether yeah. it be we put it in that in some other setting or not
0: I mean it, the obvious thing here As far as coming up with characters for this show Is to base it on some Norse gods But they don't necessarily have to be like I am that Norse god But rather like we take those characteristics And put them yeah. into a, a, a modern day type person Maybe it's something along the lines of Ragnarok was happening But it was frozen uh, For one reason or another And time actually went on and maybe all the gods were locked away in runes. I know we just did this in Mm Chime Attack uh, Adventure, but maybe all the gods were locked away in different runestones, and our heroes sort of touch these runestones and become half-possessed, half-like they get the powers of whichever god, but then that also comes with great responsibility, as we all know. Something like that, maybe?
1: Well, yeah, and I guess to answer these questions, we're going to have to make a choice here on uh, tone- yeah. and audience we're going for. Because if, if we're doing this animated, it has to be uh, it has to be different. It has to be more lighthearted. It could still have scary parts of an adventure, but obviously we'll be aiming at a different audience than if we are. I mean, uh, there's no need dancing around the bush if, unless we are going ar- towards an American Gods-style show yeah. where it is th- like... HBO or premium cable-style show like American Gods, Game of Thrones, and it is this, like, sexy drama where we're using the basis of Aladdin and <laughs> Ragnarok.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I... Uh, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think about American Gods, but that's definitely something that pulls from the same sort of thing. Um, uh, yeah. So my first thought, and I maybe this is not truthful to what we pulled, but I am thinking... I I get a feel of like a Xena warrior princess type show live action with bad special effects. And it's about mm-hmm. kids in high school who start in high school, but like end up getting these powers. They travel into the Viking realm and then at, you know, at daytime, they have to go back to their school and have school drama as well and then their viking adventures tie into it i mean i don't know i i I want to do that but then like that's what i always want to do so i don't know if i'm right on this or not
1: we're kind of uh going off the beaten path and maybe throwing in a little bit of our own things but i'm almost wanting to do a thing where it's like we have the high school it's kind of in line with what you're talking about but my tweak to it would be that okay it's high school kids And this might even be a show and maybe this is maybe this I'm pulling from something I'm not even thinking of these high school Mm -hmm. kids. But then they do get together and they play a role playing game, except when they play (laughs) the game, it's a it's like real. And they're, you know, Uh they they do get to go into these characters in a way and they are fighting a real battle for the world. But yes, then when the game ends, they're back in their high school lives dealing with almost thematically similar battles uh, in their own personal
0: life. I mean, I, I love that. It's Jumanji meets community. Like, it's, you know, the D&D episodes of community meets uh, Jumanji, and they, they actually go into this other world. I, I do enjoy that. The only aspect would be we want there to be perhaps a, a real threat to it, to sort of enhance, like, like you said, the, the battles they're having, they have to be real uh, in some way, and maybe there is a threat to the, the real world as well you know, more Buffy type style just to keep us engaged so that it's not just about them oh, playing yeah, no. and fencing.
1: I agree. No, it actually, it has to be, and maybe we could tie that into, maybe it ties into the magical object and the wish that happens where it's kind of like, uh, you know, I wish we could play, I, I wish we could play all the time or something. And then it's like, well, you have to, because if you don't play the game, then, you know, the world ends like, you know, the, 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 I mean, we are, we didn't pull Jumanji, so <laughs> we're, really like, well,
0: and- <laughs> yeah, but still it's like, maybe we, we abandoned the thing about, uh, you know, it has, doesn't have to be exactly the world of Vikings. Maybe they're playing a role-playing game. That has, you know, a lot of influence from Norse mythology, and that's why we can go into that world, and their characters can still be based on, like, the archetypes we see in Norse mythology, so there's a character who's very much like Odin, there's one like Thor, one like Loki, one like Freya, like, there's a, there's a set for you already, and they go into this other world, but, like, it has to be something like... It's very jumanji uh, never ending story type thing yeah. at this point, but like I don't think that's a bad thing if you're okay with that. I'm okay with it. We could play around where it is kind of like
1: they are like you said, they are almost uh you know, I guess our dimensions v- version of those characters unknowing, and then yeah. someone on the other side you know comes as the genie, if you will, to kind of uh, trick yeah. them into to trick them into making this wish. And that's what, uh, because the plan is to basically, you know, uh, come into this dimension and destroy
0: all worlds, bring the, the 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 years of winter, if you will. This is a pretty sort of metaphysical type question, but this world, is it? is it created through their storytelling and imagination and that's i mean it becomes a legitimate threat through that or is it like these parallel worlds have always existed uh, entwined with one another someone wrote this role-playing game but they were also someone who traveled to this world and and so on
1: they think it's created through their uh, imagination and creativity but it you know what These are the gods. They've been trapped in our world. They don't remember that they're the the gods. Yes, yes, yes,
0: yes, (laughs) yes.
1: And then they start to come to realize that this is the only way they can get back to save their world. And it also affects our world.
0: Absolutely, and, oh god, I, I like that, and I like that, because it's like another, the end of the world, they, they think that, once they realize this, they think they were imprisoned in this world by someone who, like, had it out for them, but actually putting them away in this way was what delayed the end of the world. So them coming back actually kickstarts, like, okay, shit is going down again.
1: We could still work in, like, a magical object and, like, a wish or whatever, but mm-hmm. I guess it's not so much like a villainous threat. It's it's actually a way to try to wake them up and kind
0: of start to realize what's going on. Yeah. So are they actually playing a role-playing game? Like, are we doing that specific thing?
1: Well, it's basically like, it's obviously it's a magical role-playing game. Like, they go to sit in... To, to everyone else in our dimension, it looks like they're playing a role-playing game. But to them, they're traveling to Asgard and, you know, fighting these actual battles that their shell versions of themselves are just speaking as if they're playing a
0: game so this is maybe straying even further from the base uh, material of what we pulled but but when when we're talking about the game i was imagining pen and paper in that because it has a really nice nostalgic feel but it mm-hmm. would almost make more sense if they were playing some sort of vr game and because ah, yes. that would sort of okay. delay them realizing that it was real but then that is like very much the matrix which isn't exactly the same feel we're going for here mm-hmm. what do you think
1: I think I mean uh, that's good and VR. It's very now, mm-hmm. but I, I I don't know. I think it could still be pen and paper. But again, just because they're playing a pen and paper game doesn't mean what what's going on isn't actually happening.
0: So maybe that is the thing then. Like these people are are hanging out to play this game for like the first time, and they start imagining this stuff, and then they start like having dreams about it as well, and they're excited about the adventure. But then things from the adventure actually show up in their real life uh something like that otherwise i feel like there has to be a clear division between like oh we've been playing this game for years and then suddenly like we actually like go to sleep and wake up in this other world some clear sort of traveling sequence because them sitting to play and then we see it that's fun but that sort of takes away from the uh aspect that it's showing it is actually dangerous and stuff like there needs to be a moment where like what i die in the game i die in real life otherwise there's no stakes well
1: I mean uh, that it's actually that's pretty easy. Uh, this is a new game. Great, <laughs> this is a new game they just found out about. Like they've been playing games for a while, and those were just games. And again, we have to tie it into, we have to tie it into somehow to make this Aladdin because we're getting <laughs> way off Aladdin. True. Um, yeah. You're so right. we have to tie it into like, you know, uh, because even with these dumb pen and paper games, because I don't really play this trash. Um,
0: Sure, (laughs) I have a podcast where I play this trash if anyone wants to check that out, Dyson Decisions.
1: But But you still buy like a book or something, right, to kind of get you started, am I wrong?
0: You can, yeah, for sure, it's a thing you could do.
1: Or what, like nowadays you would just look it up online? Yeah, exactly. But I mean, well no, I mean, our people are kind of old school, like, so they're going They
0: find it in a bookshop, like a really old dusty game, or is it a new game? It's called
1: Genie's Bookshop, (laughs) Okay. and... The guy, the guy that runs the bookstore is obviously our genie. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It could be Loki. We could have it be the Loki character. Uh,
0: Although, if, if we want if one to of our main make...
1: characters isn't uh, already Loki, though.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say we probably want one of our main characters yeah. to be be Loki, most likely. But who would be a stand-in? Who
1: would be a stand-in then for for a genie character?
0: Let's go with Heimdall, uh, Heimdall, because oh, that's perfect. Uh, yeah. Because he guards the, the rainbow bridge yeah. to the other world, so that makes sense. So it's like Heimdall's bookshop. And, and let, yeah, let's actually, I mean, if we're going to do this, we may do, do we make it Norse mythology or do we make up our own thing? Is it actually like you are Odin? Because I feel like that might be easier to sell than like, hey, we're two fucks and we made up our own religion that these characters yeah. travel into. Like kids finding out, no, you're actually Odin is probably cool.
1: Yeah, that's why. And, and I mean, we do want to stay true to our Ragnarok polls. So yeah, I feel like that's the biggest thing we're going to pull from that is the Norse mythology. Plus, I mean, just their whole story about the end of all things. So I think that's our, that's our very good strong link. It's just our Aladdin stuff's uh, lacking, but that's why I feel it's a good idea to have uh, yeah. Hamdal will be our kind of genie stand in. So he's gonna yeah. be a little silly. I don't know if that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> they might not match <laughs> yeah. up Norse mythology, but our Heimdall is very silly, and it is kind of like it's taken some time, and maybe he's been kind of guiding them as much as he could until now. He can, he's 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 able to be in both dimensions or c- crossover here to get them the game because it's very important uh, that they get the game because it's still happening. Uh, the end of all things.
0: That's the name of the the, the uh, game, probably, The End of All Things, or just yes. the, the Winter of Worlds or similar. In Norse mythology, we do have, like, nine different worlds, uh, like the the world of fire and flame. We have the world of ice. Like, I'll, I'll pull up a list in a moment here, but I was wondering, since we need to infuse it with more Aladdin stuff, and I know you said you don't want to pull some other bullshit from a 1001 Nights, but, like... Do we stick to just Norse mythology or do we make it kind of a Kingdom Hearts thing where these different worlds are actually different mythologies they travel into? Uh, That does open the story up a whole lot and maybe too much, but I mean, we could then have them travel into different mythologies in different episodes to sort of solve problems, get allies, defeat enemies from different worlds, different mythologies and we could include more Aladdin stuff there.
1: I mean that's very high concept. I think that would, that would work. Uh but yeah, you have to if you open it up like that, you also have to figure out how you're going to also reel it in.
0: Yeah, true. Uh Cause cause so, we I don't mean, have I, that I, much I'm, look, <laughs> we've learned we don't have that much of a budget for these shows, so we yeah. probably shouldn't make it like, oh yeah, we want 18 different worlds. Um I mean, if we wanna, if we were doing that, maybe they would be, they would each be a god from a different mythology, and maybe that is too broad and too open. Uh, yeah. Maybe we want to stick with just the one for now. Maybe that's season two stuff. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's further down the line stuff. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm con I'm content as long as we have a genie type stand in, which yeah. we have. Once we get them to to where they get this game, Heimdall sets it all in motion, and they get this game when they sit around and they think they're about to play a regular pen and paper role playing game they are all summoned to this world and then it's like they come back and like oh, and they think you know was this uh was just just a a shared delusion you know was this real you didn't know, you get to play with all that for a while like but I saw that too. But what? You know, I, I went away for a while. What happened? It's like, no, I went away too. Is this just a shared delusion? Are we all on drugs? Yeah. I guess we're are we not going like Game of Thrones adults since we have main characters that are high school kids, right?
0: <laughs> I want to go like the for the level of how adult it is. I think it could be Buffy, you know, dealing with these teen themes. Like people can. River, even... I, think,
1: I think Riverdale's a better. Uh, I think we want to <laughs> go. I think we want to go. Like sultry, I think it needs to be right. sexy. It's okay. not quite Game of Thrones like nudity, mm-hmm. but it's. Uh, I, I think I think teen shows now are s- like they just go sexy, steamy.
0: You're right. You're right. It's nor It's no- sexy. North mythology. Like throw out yes. the Ragnarok pitch. Like we're just gonna go in. Like Norse mythology. It's sexy again. We brought yeah. sexy back <laughs> and Odin.
1: <laughs> well, because the thing with it is that we're bringing in the male audience with like this end-of-the-world adventure and also to an extent the sexiness but then yes the sultry steamy will they won't they relationships that are going on bringing in the females
0: i mean that's very heteronormative of you but i agree uh, so maybe we need to figure out these characters at this point because we've—I think we've basically got an understanding of where we are. But what are their relationships with one another, and so on? Obviously, yeah. they are uh, based on Norse mythological figures. So I'm pulling up some major ones here. But I mean, so so we have Odin, Thor, Loki are some of the main ones. Uh, f- as far as female characters, I mean Freya is the most famous one at least
1: well i mean odin is a our odin's a female like that's i don't know why where you're going when we already know that our odin is a female
0: jim we were both on the same wavelength just the fact oh, okay. that i hadn't said it yet yeah <laughs> or thought it no you're co- completely right of course that's how we do it i'm a fucking idiot i'm yeah. so stupid i'm so dumb uh uh there is
1: a, na- a native american algonquin name is odina
0: perfect so we have Odina, who is Odin, who is sort of the leader. Does she have one eye or like she can get one through the course of the adventure, I suppose. Well, OK, well, here's the question, though, too. Do we flip um, all of them? Do we gender flip all of them? Is that the question? Because that's my question.
1: Do we are, are there are do different actors play the God versions of them?
0: I was thinking that as well, actually. And Mike, the obvious answer to me is fuck. No, we can't do that. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind
1: of thinking. thinking no, too, but I don't know. maybe.
0: But they've been reincarnated in new bodies as well, like their old bodies died, so they're coming back as as teens, and everyone's like, what the fuck, we gotta follow this teen? So they gotta earn back the respect uh, in their home world. We probably have equivalents for at least Thor, Loki, and Freya.
1: But also, as we expand this a bit, part of what adds drama into the real world is they'll have to seek out the other versions they need to bring to the game. Dude! That's so need, cool. <laughs> yeah, they need to find the other they need to find the other gods that are also like banished and trapped somewhere here in the real in our world and bring them to the game and like kind of in like wake them up, red pill them.
0: Maybe they find some, they they they're fighting someone throughout season 1 in the game and then they come to realize this is also someone who's like traveling back and forth to like uh, reality yes. and such. Yeah, it's like, that's Who great. Th- who is this person? And it's like someone they definitely don't expect someone. Someone has a crush on just to add some extra drama. And then even like,
1: since they are, we can have them be where they're very different selves between, you know, when they're in, they're in the game and they're in like the, the Norse world, they could be different because they are like their old self or whatever. And also because even... we,
0: when we play role-playing games, we also get to experience yeah. that, like, a shy person can become, like, a warlord or whatever. So it's, like, a perfect thing. They have to bring that into their real life as well. And
1: then it could even be, like, um, like, you said, where it's, like, they find out someone they're against in the game is in the real world, but then it's, like, well, the only way we can get them, we have to kill them in <laughs> the human dimension. But yeah. that's, like, a whole different connotation of, like, mm-hmm. oh, now I have to, like, just go up and stab like the school nurse (laughs) you know like something like that and then it's like you're also dealing with ramifications of that of like the police you know investigating a murder and kind of all that like what what that all entails because you're not a god anymore you're just a high school kid that committed murder and now now you have to stash a body or you know get rid of evidence stuff like that so yeah they they you know it's like poetry it rhymes they play with each other (laughs) these worlds
0: there's one of these because that's a great moment to like shift the first season from like fun happy adventure halfway through the season we can shift it and make it a bit darker when that sort of thing comes into play uh i i think that's pretty fun like they get threats and stuff in the real world um but to their families, like their real-world families and stuff like that, and because uh, because they they think that the fantasy world is totally separate. But it's like that's a bit of a shock when it's like, no, you're not safe here either, and you don't have your powers here.
1: And you know what? And, and this is more down the line stuff, because uh, this is this uh, in my mind, this is a very TV show type of thing. Uh, I know we're kind of jumping ahead. We we still need to get on the characters, but we're talking like long long-term arcs. Yeah. To get more Aladdin stuff, again, to kind of focus back on Hemdal and that he's more of a genie, we could it could come out that he they you know they find out that they unknowingly made their first wish and then found this game and were able to, you know, connect to their actual selves in the Norse world. But then maybe when things do get like real world like drama like that, where maybe someone ends up on trial for murder and they can't play the game. And then one of the characters, like, wishes that they never found the game. And that's, like, a season cliffhanger of, like, fuck, show game changer. Mm. Uh, But then again, of course, all that means is we get to reset everything and kind of (laughs) start fucking... (laughs) Like, you know how shows do that shit, and it feels like it's such a great... Like, holy fuck, what a game changer. But then all that means is they're just going to spend a ton of time resetting everything (laughs) back. So, like, that's, like, a season three, you know, finale of, like you know, I'm going to use my second wish and I'll wish we never played the game. And now it's like, mm. whoosh, everyone's back, but things are a little different and things are off kilter. And maybe yep. someone kind of remembers what happened, but I'm sorry, yeah. I'm just jumping ahead.
0: That's all right. Let's uh, go to the characters for a sec. We do have Odina, who's uh, a female version of Th- of Odin. And I think that might be sort of an issue as well when they go into this other world because she's been reborn into a different person uh but yet so maybe they wouldn't respect her in the other world either or maybe they do maybe they're like oh i'll give my life for you and then it's like these other characters like what the fuck maybe she's the shy one of the group and it's like no you are destined to be the lead the all father or sorry all mother uh leader of all and and that's something unfamiliar for them so we have odina but i i mean we
1: could have we could have odina is male in the norse world because it could be almost like The subtext there is kind of like a transgender type thing. uh, If we want to explore that, I feel like that's very that's a very Buffy type thing to do. But it's also very TV. Uh, I mean, I guess it's just story subtext if we want to play with some of the real world issues. And I mean, maybe this is an awakening for Odina that she she is trans or or he is trans.
0: I was thinking this character, when they start realizing there's someone in the real world, they don't realize who it is because they have a different gender identity in the real world mm-hmm. as opposed to the fantasy world. So they never suspect this person.
1: The uh, the other thing then...
0: Oh, shit. Well, I'll, I'll, sorry, sorry, I'll cut you off. So what we were just talking about is Loki. Loki is... The person they have to figure out who it is in the real world loki uh, yes. in norse mythology is a shapeshifter which inherently matches what we were just talking about someone who is gender fluid and could, could appear as either one and, and can also transform into a fish or whatever the fuck they like um but that would be loki so they definitely don't have loki on their side from the start but maybe we okay. do have a thor just to sort of you know thor would be like a more of a jock type guy or, I, I don't know, really, it, it, it's like, do we want there to be a contrast between who they are in the real world and who they are in, in the game?
1: I think in some <laughs> respects, yeah, I think clearly yeah. Thor is a, not a jock, he's a nerd.
0: Yeah, excellent. <laughs> no, you're, you're totally, totally yeah. right. The high school version of Thor would be a jock, so we go the other way as much as possible yeah. on all of these, where Odina is a shy person who has to learn to become a leader, Thor is a nerd who... You know, he's the, maybe the one who gets the game, and he's the one who has to be a totally different person in the other world. Um, yeah, Theo, Theo, great. <laughs> yep. Uh, we probably need at least one more character to start the ensemble with. So we have Odin and Thor, great start. Loki's going to be introduced later, so we gotta pick some other god here to fill in the gap. We have some options. Would be Freya, um, who is a god of fertility, and she is. You know, famous for riding around in a wagon dragged by two giant cats, yeah. and among other things, she could transform into a bird through this special uh, thing she had. She could like, yeah, shapeshift into a bird and fly around. Um, she she's she's got lots of stories around her that could be cool. Um, and if we were to do her, she would. I mean, she's a super popular, sexy person in the m- mythology, so. She would be not that in the real world, be someone really frumpy or I don't know, I don't know <laughs> uh, something like that. And then you go into the fantasy world, uh, but we we can throw out some other ones as well. well but that's my first and thought.
1: And I I mean I think in general I think all the characters have to be pretty reserved and conservative because. I know it's a cliche, uh, but we're going to stick with it, uh, for the shorthand of our show that nerds play, uh, tabletop RPG role-playing games, you know what I mean? So I think there has to be pretty much amongst all our main characters. There is this awakening and that's, that's affecting their, you know, human versions of themselves becoming more, uh, out of their shell and like steamy, sexy teens
0: well, okay, what what I want to do in that case is they realize they have to recruit someone from the school, and they realize that this popular cheerleader who always makes fun of them for playing these games is one of them. They, so in one episode, they have to convince them to come and play with them. And she would probably assume that she would be someone like Freya, but she turns out to be like a troll or something in the other world. <laughs> oh, that's a classic. Yeah, that's a gimme. I love it yeah oh well yes oh of course we have she's Heel. Or, or you know the word hell is based on a norse i mean you probably saw thor ragnarok so, so you get yeah. the general but hell in norse mythology is nothing like that she is uh a person who is split down the middle, Two-Face style, uh, yeah. and like half of her body is like a corpse, and the other half is like a regular beautiful woman. She is the ruler of the underworld, um, or not the underworld, but Heel uh, was the name of her world. Named it after herself, why wouldn't you? Uh, Heelheim. So that makes sense. That would be the cheerleader would turn out to be Heel, who is like half a zombie, basically. Uh, the goddess of the dead when she believed she would be the goddess of fertility. And her name would be Helena.
1: Yeah, just Helen. I yeah, think just Ellen. Helen. It's cleaner. Helen's
0: better. Yeah. Drop the nah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh Freya would just be like a Frankie. Like if she's like Francine, but everyone calls her Frankie.
0: Okay, cool. So we have Odina, who's shy, turns into a leader. Theo, who's a nerd, turns into a a warrior. Freya, who's this is two two two-dimensional but like she's unattractive and becomes attractive (laughs) that's not great that's not great writing for we're not good at writing females obviously
1: well i mean odina is gonna be a great female character
0: they all are we only have one guy at the moment um so yeah freya frankie nerd girl but then odina is kind of a nerd girl as well so how do we split them up what makes them different from each other well no
1: but i yeah because i think it's um um i mean one of them's overweight clearly yeah. um <laughs>
0: Freya is overweight
1: yeah that's how you do it <laughs> <laughs> see we know how to art women <laughs> but no but I mean I, we're being tougher on ourselves because it's a female character but if we had two guy characters would be like all right one of them is uh jock and one of them's a nerd so it's kind of this, it's not that different yeah you know I mean Theo you, could
0: be overweight as well to be fair yeah. but uh
1: <laughs> well, I mean you're working on you're working on shorthand like uh especially to start out like with with an audience, so an audience picks up like, oh, okay, this is this character, this is this, and and then you you flesh that out and build off of it.
0: Yeah, and I think we we have a great uh, starting cast. In the first episode, we have Odina, Theo, and Freya, and they discover their other world alter egos. Later, we introduce Helen, who is the cheerleader, who becomes like a monster basically when she moves to the other world. And we have Loki, who's an antagonist, but who turns into their friend. I mean, he's the OG person who flips over and becomes your friend through through this course of the story and then enemy again. So that's someone they discover as well through the first season.
1: He's like a like a gamergate um <laughs> Edgelord? Like gamergate he's like an incel, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But again, like through the game like because that, you know, and that's perfect because he's more isolated. I mean, I don't know how he's just playing the game by himself, but I guess he is. And, uh, you know, and and that works perfect because if he is more of an antagonist that becomes, you know, part of the gang, a la like a Spike or whatever, uh, he should be separated and kind of alone. And yes. then through, you know, finding his people here and then also... Not just in the Norse world, but also in the human world, like starting to play the game and, you know, learning from having people with them and friendship, you
0: know, the rights itself. So we have the characters. We do need to nail down more specifics, I think, for the pilot because i i would say maybe it starts with them playing a role playing game these these three friends um and they're like level 99 they've finished this game it's boring to them now it's like they've done it for so much that like okay we need something new um and then we get to see like okay after school we'll go do it and we get to see some of their regular school life introduce some of these other characters maybe Uh, Or maybe we just skip all that and just have them arrive at this weird bookshop, like, oh, I never noticed that bookshop before type thing, you know? (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, we could have a little of their school life, but yeah, the important thing is we get to the bookshop because the Heimdall character, he's he's like, he's the adult character, but like the quirky on their side, genie esque, if you will. I feel like we have to have it where he is kind of tricking them weirdly into making a wish or something like that uh where you know they can kind of we can throw in some cred here by having them talk about tabletop games and like they could be like you know uh sultans of stars <laughs> that sucked yeah. and everyone like that knows these games like yeah that one did suck <laughs> yes. and talking about yeah this one was leet yeah it was uh and then even to the point of like you know, where Honda could be something like, you know, what if it was like a game that it was felt so real? Like you were almost like a God. And then someone like Odin or someone would be like, oh man, I wish there was a game like that. Booyah. Here we go. The end of all things. Mm-hmm. Uh, try this one out for size. Once you know, the this great- sucker gets 88 <laughs> miles per hour, you're going to see some serious <laughs>
0: shit. <laughs> this is very much like uh, a side thing, but like we would obviously make and sell this game as well. well hell yeah. Obviously. Um yeah. but yeah so they get this game they they get together after school or maybe maybe they have these uh, just to introduce some other characters they could have like these character sheets and everything and and maybe like the bully who will in- incorporate somehow like destroys all their dice or something i don't know Eats their dice maliciously and (laughs) and rips up all their papers now role-playing games are driven by imagination so you wouldn't need the paper you could just recreate your characters but either way it could be enough of a reason for them to like go fuck this i want to play something new and that's when they go to the store find this stuff um and they get together and they sit down to play now is it actually like a harp playing in the background, like, or is it like a shock? How do they get transported over? Like, do they immediately realize that it's fake or what do you think?
1: You know what? I think that's, um, I think, I think that's a good call. It could start little like that where it's like, what, you guys hear that, you know? And yeah, you hear like a harp or whatever, or then, uh, or even like we can have, we can do visual. We, I mean, visually we'll tell this where it's like, it'll start where, you know, one of them's either writing or speaking or something. And then maybe, they mentioned something about, like, you know, the downpour of rain, and then, like, a couple rain droplets hit a few of them. And they're like, what? Yeah. And then, you know, then it's just a big smoke and fucking cyclone of, like, whoa! And then take yeah, it to yeah. another
0: world, you know? Excellent. Yeah, that's what I want as well. I want, yeah. like, a, a real Wizard of Oz cyclone. It yeah. could be, like, I mean, it is Norse mythology. So something about, like, the hammer being raised and then lightning strikes, and that, like, brings them. Like, they, there could be an actual thunderstorm, so there could be some question about, like, what was it actually real or not, until we realize it was. Now, they do get brought into this fantasy realm, and we've already discussed, like, the themes of what they're gonna face, but getting into the specifics, I do feel that, like, each episode, it can have a sort of Monster of the Week-type feel if we do take one tale from mythology and recreate it in each episode, but throw some sort of twist on it like there's always something in norse mythology where like the giants have stolen thor's hammer or something like that and we have to get it back or that could be in uh, more than one episode but if we do one different thing each episode that needs to be solved one new monster that needs to be slain um and stuff like that that would make it easy to tie into real world stuff as well i feel
1: no yeah absolutely i think that's that's definitely the name of the game and uh the it's just you have your your Shanshu overarching uh, plot uh, to get you to the, the finish line of the whole show. Shanshu's the uh, angel, uh, in the show angel, when he tries to, his whole thing is about once he pays his dues and he gets his soul. Uh, the whole thing driving it is, yes, like stopping or playing their different roles in Ragnarok or what have you. Like, like he's, we'll have our monster of the week, but then there's always a little slither of like, you know, we found the sacred texts and, uh, it says that one of us will betray someone or whatever the fuck we have to pull. Cause again, I don't know specifics <laughs> sure, on Ragnarok, yeah. but yeah, you know, it's just, we're playing with pieces of it and it's more about getting to the end game. And then like, it's the thing we're always talking about and building towards. So in season four, when you see like a real piece of it kind of starting to come into play and then shit mm-hmm. starts getting real, you know?
0: Yes, So it feels like a Norse mythology type world like Viking world or do we add other aspects to it as well? Is there more advanced technology in this world or do we stay very sort of low fantasy as far as the tech Xena Warrior Princess style? I
1: think we probably stay low tech but like we play fast and loose with it like we can have and we can even have like these characters are in a way disruptors Mm -hmm. and just the fact that what they're doing can start to make things different Um, and also I feel like with the pilot as well, when it first happens, of course there's the, uh, you know, what is it? When the hero refuses the, yeah. uh, uh like, refuse we- the call, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it'd be like, and, and this might be too much. Cause like you mentioned like a bully or something, it, there could be, there's obviously a version of that bully in the other world, not even necessarily because they're playing the game, yes. but just because everything mirrors each other and not mm-hmm. everyone can control their other version. But, And it would be when they refuse the call, you could start to see how it affects the human world. Like something obviously affects it because, again, we have to keep them playing this game. Uh, And part of it is for the fun and adventure and, you know, tapping into their real selves. But part of it is because there are real uh, world consequences uh, to what they're doing.
0: Even though I, I I don't consider any of these characters the main character, except maybe Odina, I would like yeah. to focus on Theo for the first episode then, because he's the okay. nerd who gets the book and runs the game, I would say, because, well, not runs the game, but he has the bag with all the nerd stuff in it that the bully, like, grabs and destroys at the start of the episode. And so when they get into this other world, it's like, oh, you have to, uh, you know, They arrive and they have to fight this monster for some reason. I don't think they realize their versions of the gods yet. They're just some guy who appeared in this world, even to the people in the world, you know?
1: And I mean, I might be ripping a lot from Freaks and Geeks right now, but I'm going to go for it. Because we're talking about how we want it. What's different between uh, Frankie or Freya and Odina is like, we can have Odina... And Frankie are friends, and Frankie's more of like a nerd girl, and Odina is just more of like a uh Lindsay Weir, like doesn't know her place uh it's not necessarily a nerd, but not necessarily cool, and yeah. I don't know, maybe Theo is her brother, and he kind of ropes them into this like they do play games with them. It's not like, ugh, we'd never do that, but yeah, you know they just play they play games with them somehow, that kind of puts the crew together. Unless Mm -hmm. that's too much? Like, are they just all regular friends here, or what?
0: Uh, The only reason I would make them not siblings is for more sultry potential sex, you know. And (laughs)
1: actually... and then and then a love, uh, you know, a budding love triangle, of course.
0: Yeah. And then we as soon as we have a love triangle, we introduce like two new characters and the shapes are yeah. going to go wild, man. The fan fiction is going to be like because everyone's going to love the characters who are like uh, Helen and Loki, I think when they come in because they're more assholes like these three main characters are kind of good people. We introduce assholes. Everyone loves to write sex stories about assholes. So get them. Well, that's there. what's
1: perfect, because we have our love triangle with Odina, Theo and Frankie And it could even be, uh, you know, the old like, uh, you know, Theo and Odina did date like for a week,
0: but they just were
1: such good friends, you know, I didn't want to mess that up. No, but
0: they were in in middle school, like, or they were super young when that happened. So it wasn't really real, but they always refer to it.
1: (laughs) And then again, but there is this like sexual tension between the three of them. But then we already have our asshole characters between Helen and Loki when they come in, because we have the cheerleader and then the incel uh, troll. But, you know, that that just adds some more uh, sex, sex, sex.
0: Well, given that we have... And also, maybe buy curious Well, yeah, of course. Well, given that m- maybe Loki, the, the maybe he is a troll, but that aspect of him could be secret. I like most internet trolls. Maybe that's just something he does, you know, maybe he's not, op- maybe he is a popular guy, really. So he could be someone they have a crush on or someone has a crush on and then... I don't, I don't
1: think he's popular. I, I'll at least okay. go with that. It could still be. I mean, I'm not saying he's not a hunk because everyone's a hunk on a, on a TV show. <laughs> like even the nerds are hunks. So, yeah, of you know, course.
0: He just glasses and curly hair. No, you're right. Helen is the one who's the popular one. So we do have one yeah. of those in there. So we're good. Um, yeah. The first episode is all about the refusal of the call because they're obviously like, what the fuck? And they managed to get out of there somehow. Um, now that's something we need to talk about as well, because I feel like they're going to be trapped in this world at times and like how they get out of it is a bit up in the air. We'll maybe want something specific there, but either way, I want the first episode to end partially. Yeah. He stands up to his bully in real life, like he does in the game. But at first they totally reject it, get back to the real world reality. They're like, what the fuck, dude, what happened? And the bully situation gets worse. And because, like you said, he he refused to take the fight. But in the end, they realize, oh, this person we met in this other world actually needs our help. Uh, we yeah. have to go and help them, and they do go back. And it's uh, probably Odina who spurs them to that because she's not a leader, but this is how she starts like becoming one. And when they're in the world the second time. They realize, or someone realizes, oh, the gods have returned. Because that's why the fantasy world is fucked. The gods have gone missing. So everything is fucked. Monsters fucking everywhere, man. And now it's like, holy shit, the gods have returned. That's the end of the first episode. or More specifically, I think the end of the first episode is... When, when Odina does her speech to convince Theo to go back to the other world, she's like, but you wished for this. Like, you wished to save the world. Now is your chance. You got what you wished for. Let's go. And yeah. that's the thing at the end as well. We get to see Heimdall uh, in his bookshop, and he's, like, washing them to a crystal ball or whatever, <laughs> and, uh, or, like, a mirror or whatever the fuck. What are we going to do? Is like their end line, like, we're going to save the world, says, like, Odino or Freya and it's ridiculous but then they're like haha okay and then we cut to Heimdall watching them and he's like no my friends you're going to end the world Ah,
1: yes absolutely that's perfect yeah (laughs) and then the thing is again like we're just talking broad strokes we don't need to break down season arcs I think I've already even kind of touched upon some of our cliffhangers we'd have in season 3 some of the stuff we do in season 4 Yeah. but some of the other things we play with is we have like you know, they, they, they have to get together for an important mission in the game, but then someone's grounded and it's like, they have to kind of go in without him, And then maybe he has to try to, you know, deal with the human world consequences of like, you know, uh, sneaking out of his house to get to the game. Or then we can even have one of our characters is so fed up with the human world, like maybe Theo, that he tries to always be in the game. And it's kind of like, You know, you're doing that too much. Like these are just some of the little mini arcs we have. And it's like, you're playing without us, you know, stuff like that. Yes. Uh, These are all the little things we we get to, you know, like you said, combine that with the monster of the week, combine that with the overall theme of Ragnarok. You have an easy five to seven season show. Here's a gift to you, like, fucking count money now. Yes, go, like,
0: just <laughs> go count your money. And we were talking earlier about different mythologies, if we could incorporate it. I think there's a very obvious thing to do here. We have one episode where they travel into another mythological world, meet other characters, and it's like, oh, you're not part of our game. There's a different game for you. Wink, yeah. wink. Then there's a new spin off show. Absolutely. Show. <laughs> and it lasts for one season. Cause no one gives a fuck about this. Yeah. other mythology. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> yeah. No one cares
1: about the other one,
0: but yeah, so there's lots of stuff in both. What you were saying is great. Cause that's the teen stuff. Like I'm addicted to the game, all this shit. Yeah. Great. There's also in mythology, lots of stories we can pull for from the episode. Uh, Odina has both her eyes when she's in the game, but there's a story about how Odin lost her, his eye or sacrificed his eye to gain knowledge and power. So that happens. Um, She has to make that sacrifice, even though, like, she doesn't want to. Uh, There's dragons they fight. There's Thor going fishing and almost like destroying the world because he fights the (laughs) snake that goes around the edge of the world. There's the Fenris wolf or Fenrir wolf uh, who is bound in the stories but obviously he can have gotten loose uh, and they have to recapture the Fenris this giant wolf. Uh, There's one where Thor has to like this is great. This is actually a thing in Norse mythology. Thor has to pretend to be Freya dress up as a girl and go to to marry a giant to sort of con them and this is loki's idea by the way so loki's like well there's only one way to get this thing back you have to," because he demands to marry freya so thor dresses up as freya and goes to marry this giant and then they kill them all obviously so like cross-dressing fun all these things can generate episodes in season one yeah a
1: lot a lot of great stuff to pull from um so from here, I mean, what are we going to call the show? Is it just called The End of All Things?
0: May I, I do like that, but it feels more like a subtitle than an actual title, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, Ragnar Rock and Roll. <laughs> that's an episode. <laughs> it's an episode where they start a band.
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's an, that's an episode <laughs> yeah. title for sure.
0: Young Gods. I mean, The Winter of Worlds was what we actually pulled on the thing, but no, I don't love that as the title. It's Not the End of the world. That's a good line. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. I like yeah. that. That might also be better as an episode title, but if not, like it's not the end of the world is is that just the show title? It's not the end of the world, but it actually is the end of the world. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it's just called It's Not the End of the World. I think that works. It's a little long, but it's I think it's a little it wordy, yeah. 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 Or it could be called End of the World Not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's very teen. Right. <laughs> or to make like I it, it, I mean It's not the end of the world is not honestly a great title, uh, but maybe it is just Ragnarok is the title, and then the subtitle is, it's not the end of the world, even though Ragnarok Uh, is the end of the world.
1: I think that's that's a bit much, though.
0: Okay. Yeah. But,
1: I mean, it could work, but I'm just, because even, like, because I don't know if we want to be too, like, showing our hand in the title, like, you know, using Ragnarok. And especially in a world where, like, Thor Ragnarok was I know, everyone's yeah. favorite Thor.
0: <laughs> yeah, for some reason. Um, uh, but it's something about something that tells you it's a teen show, uh, but it's also about gods. I mean, I feel like it feels
1: clunky, but, like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer didn't feel like a good title for a long time. You know what I mean? I feel like... Yeah. I, I know, because we usually like to keep it as, like, one word or two words. I think it's mm-hmm. okay to have, you know... It's not the end of the world. Or maybe something along those lines. Yes. Yeah, I mean, there's a like show that. called, there's a, there's a show called, uh, fucking, what did, what did I, I always see the stupid ad for it. There's a show called Now Apocalypse because, you know, the movie Apocalypse Now. Right. Yeah. It's sexy, vibrant, fast moving comedy. Yeah. I'm explores sure. explores the identity and sexuality and strange, bewildering. Lo- but like, I think that's a shit title, but yeah. someone made a title of their show, you know? Hmm. I mean, I guess we could have used "Now Apocalypse."
0: Yeah, that's not too bad. Like, right. <laughs> Although you're right. I mean, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Cena Warrior Princess, uh, yeah. Aladdin, Prince of Thieves. Like, these are all titles that we could uh, draw something from. So, well, because I
1: feel like it. I feel like the title is "It's not the end of the world," and in the promo, it go like the title pops up and says "End of the world," and then someone writes in lipstick, "It's not," and like that's where like
0: it's not the end of the world. I see the promo. You're right. No, I'm down for it. I'm, like, I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, it's not the end of the world. Or is it... Do we lose the the? Is that cleaner? So...
1: Oh, it's not end of the world?
0: Oh, I meant... Uh, or it's not the end it's. of world? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that one up. I mean, do we lose the it's? So... It, oh, yeah, the, yeah. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, you're right. Lose so the it. title is not the end of the world. Yeah, that's perfect. That's good, yeah. Because then they can just write in "not" with like a spray can from our, yeah. you know, graffiti character we haven't <laughs> introduced yet. Uh, yeah. That's good. So it's not the end of the world, but without the its uh, fantasy casting, we just take everyone from Riverdale. Boom, we did it. <laughs> Do you have uh, any specific I, ones? I
1: feel like for Odina, it's either going to be uh, Storm Reed from um, uh, A Wrinkle in Time. Uh, she's a young, young woman of color. Uh, or she might be aged out. Who uh, the girl from Spider-Man: Homecoming, but how old is she? Um, the girl that plays not Zendaya. Um, the girl that plays Liz, although I think she's too old. I don't know she's born in 1990. Yeah, no, can't no. Storm Reid. Uh, Storm Reed
0: is actually 15, so that's good.
1: Yeah, and then I feel like for Theo. I know this is a bit on the nose, but they're not afraid to do this. It's uh, Dustin from Stranger Things.
0: Ah, uh, yes. Yes, yes. yes,
1: Matarazzo. Because, uh, yeah, he's only like 16. Perfect. Because I'm, I'm picturing for Frankie, I'm picturing, uh, but she's too old. What's his face? Is his sister. Is she uh, overweight? Jonah Hill's sister. Oh, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Jonah Hill's sister.
0: laughs> sorry yeah you find that meanwhile I'll say I mean I know it's maybe obvious but like Asa Butterfield is Loki I think
1: oh that's great yeah did See, we use I, him in another show we haven't surprisingly oh, okay. I don't
0: think we have I, or maybe we have I don't know but Asa Butterfield he's 21 but like he's perfect he can aid, like he that can works. act out and be a weirdo so Asa Butterfield is Loki if Dustin from Stranger Things what's Jonah Hill's sister's name
1: Beanie Feldstein. She was born in 93.
0: Yeah, that's not... I don't think that's her girl.
1: I mean, are we casting uh, Maisie Williams in this as someone?
0: Maybe. Could she play the popular cheerleader? I mean, so was... 97, that's Asa as well, I think.
1: You know, we could cast either um, Maisie Williams or Joey King Um, for, yeah, I guess the, the cheerleader character.
0: Who's jo- What's Joey King in?
1: Uh, I see her popping a bunch of stuff. She was in, uh, one of the Conjuring movies. She was in... Kissing Booth. Yeah, Kissing Booth on Netflix. Uh, I just, I mean, I was Googling actresses under 22, and I recognized her. Yeah, she was on the Fargo show. She played the daughter on uh, the Fargo TV show.
0: I feel like she could be Helena, right? Yeah. Now, Frankie's the only one, uh, we don't really know. they're trying oh, to
1: find someone that, uh, that lives and breathes this character.
0: Mm, what about the? It's she's not really overweight exactly. I mean, she doesn't um, have to be. It's all right. No. <laughs> well, she does have to be, but we'll we'll CG we're, we're, yeah. it. Yeah, I'm think I'm thinking of the girl from eighth grade, Bo Burnham's film. Uh, oh that's Fitcher. great. Yeah, that's great. great. She's
1: dude. People love her too. That's perfect.
0: Yeah, yeah she's 15 as well, so that's good. Yeah, Elsie Fisher is Freya, because she's blonde as well. Freya's blonde just adds up. Or blonde in the film. What do I know? Um, Man, what a cast. Yeah, I know. This is a star-studded cast. Uh, and especially, like, bringing it... Can you imagine uh, the teens going wild when they're like, hey, <laughs> so buttersfield has been cast in this new show, and they don't give a shit about anyone else, but people are going to watch it, I feel. Uh, and, and Dustin from Stranger Things. Can you believe we only have one Stranger Things person in this? I can't.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, there, I definitely was just going to start reading off-stream, but I was like, ah, we can only take one. We can't be going through there. Uh, now, do you think... We're shooting too far for the moon by going for maybe Christopher Walken for Heimdall, (laughs) or or maybe Crispin Glover, I guess. Either one of those, I feel like would would uh, live and breathe that role.
0: Getting either of those, and I mean, Christopher. Can you imagine if we had Christopher Walken (laughs) on the show? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that would be fucking insane i would love that i mean this is fantasy casting i don't yeah. see, I see any reason not to cast christopher walken in this even though he's 75 years old i mean he, not that it matters really but like yeah yeah no he i, I would love that i want to go with that if you're okay with it
1: oh absolutely yeah christopher walken
0: right so i mean like we said at the start writing is easy uh, you you just pull random things from a hat And we now have a show How much does it have to do with Aladdin? You decide yeah. uh, but, but I really do Like I honestly do see these things we pull as our springboard Maybe we'll adapt the pitch for when we pitch it You know But uh, it, yeah. as long as it gets you there Because when we were going down the route of like Well it has to be you know the story of Aladdin. We have to decide what to pull, and you're you're absolutely right. Getting it specifics and like not mixing mixing up which is which, but getting specific things because that gets us to this point. And yeah, we did go a, a pretty different direction. It's not a musical anymore, uh, but still, it's a good thing. And I I always feel excited when we make a good thing.
1: Well, in the great, I mean, I guess I am getting. It would be although maybe it'd be a little too high budget to be a CW show but i'm feeling although i mean CW does these superhero shows and they kind of they tweak what they can to make it work yeah. but uh there would definitely be a musical episode right
0: oh yeah of course yeah. now you and also you're totally right like i was literally thinking of xena warrior princess and these types of shows i watched as a kid where it's like you know they don't have the budget for it, but they're gonna do it anyway. And that's exactly what I want for this one. I want the special effects to be bad and I want it to be all big, but people are gonna like it because of the characters, but the special effects are gonna be bad. Like I, that's, I, maybe we'll, as showrunners, we'll, they'll show us like a fight scene and we're like, can we make this look worse? (laughs) Because I want that specific Xena feel to it. Very dramatic music and yeah. So, so I'm, uh, I'm very happy with that. And, And yes, to answer your question, and it is going on the CW.
1: What a great show. What a like it just put it in a package in a bow. Here's the show Bible. I mean, th- what what else do you want from me? Uh, yeah. or us, I should say. We we've we've given you a whole, like I said, five to seven seasons. You decide you could try we've given you built-in spin-off, uh, backdoor pilot options. We've yep. given you a cast on a plate. This is a perfect show. Just now just print the money.
0: Yeah, and if it doesn't work out, hey. It's not the end of the world, but without the it's. Hi, this is Jacob again, just reminding you to check ShowsWhatYouKnow.com, where you'll soon find our new podcast, Real History, in which we discuss historical films such as Gladiator, 300, The Death of Stalin, Darkest Hour, Kingdom of Heaven... Seven Samurai, and more. Check out real history while we work on the rest of season one of Blank Meets Blank, and please do feel free to spread the word about either show. Until next time, keep writing, because you know what? It's easy.